0: Today on We Here, Kobe Bryant's untimely death has shocked the world. We'll dive into all the celebrity reactions and Kobe's complicated legacy. We'll also get into the winners, the losers, and the controversies at the Grammys. And get ready for a new British royal hunk. He's only 20 years old and 26th in line for the throne. Coming up next on We Here. Oh my god. We're on page six. Yeah. No. Uh-huh. No, no. Yeah. Another divorce splashed across page six. Page Six would have a field day. Hey there, I'm Maggie Coglin, And
1: I'm Ian Moore. And welcome to We Hear, a Page Six podcast.
0: We hear all the celebrity dirt from our exclusive sources, and you hear the story behind the story. We're kicking things off today with a solemn note, mourning the loss of Kobe Bryant.
1: Yeah, Maggie, and it, something bad always happens on Grammys weekend. There's always been, like, you know, Whitney Houston. Um, it doesn't God, have a know. great track record. Right? Yeah, exactly. And I actually got a text from... When the news first broke, I got a text from one of our reporters just with like one line about it. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, is this just some weird like rumor that's popping up online? And then saw instantly that it was, you know, real. Here's what we know so far. Kobe and his 13-year-old daughter died in the helicopter crash along with seven other people, tragically. They were on the way to Thousand Oaks. For a game that his daughter was going to play in. The investigation is ongoing, but there were some factors that Page Six has reported so far right in the crash.
0: We reported that the visibility conditions were really poor on Sunday morning because of heavy fog and that a lot of helicopter traffic had been grounded.
1: And Kobe and his daughter had been at the same facility just the day before and were returning. You know, as soon as he died, Maggie... The celebrity, you know, reactions from around the world of fans began pouring out, including tons of celebrities and people who knew Kobe from Barack Obama to former fellow all-stars, you know, like Shaquille O'Neal, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and Scottie Pippen. You know, Kareem said, most people remember Kobe as the magnificent athlete who inspired a whole generation of basketball players, but I'll always remember him as a man who was much more than an athlete,
0: And Shaq, who was Kobe's teammate on the Lakers, said, there's no words to express the pain I'm going through with this tragedy of losing my niece Gigi and my brother Kobe Bryant. I love you and you will be missed.
1: Yeah. And also the the legendary Laker Magic Johnson said, as I try to write this post, my mind is racing. I'm in disbelief. And have been crying all morning over this devastating news that Kobe and his young daughter Gigi have passed away in a helicopter crash. Cookie and I are heartbroken, referring to Magic's wife Cookie. Kim
0: Kardashian West Kanye's wife also chimed in to say, My heart is so heavy. No one should ever experience what the families involved are going through. This has affected all this has affected us all so much, but I cannot begin to imagine what Vanessa is feeling losing her husband and her baby girl. I cry just thinking about it. And it's worth noting that last night Kanye had a Sunday service, which Kim attended, and Chance the Rapper was there, and uh, Kirk Franklin spoke about Kobe's death.
1: So when I saw the news that Kobe died, one thing that hit me, even though you'd think that you would know this, is that he was only 41 years old just because he had such an incredibly long career because he went into the NBA straight from high school. So when you think of Kobe, you think of him as being, you know— I at least thought of him as being older than just 41. Mm -hmm. And his his youngest child was just born in June.
0: Right. He had four daughters with Vanessa, his wife, who he met when he was just in his early 20s. And she was a 17-year-old high school student. They were engaged six months after they met, and they got married after she turned 18. So they'd been together for a little over two decades.
1: We had also been writing about Kobe Bryant more lately, about his career off the court. He was an entrepreneur off the court. He was a venture capitalist, and his firm invested in companies like the makers of Fortnite. It was a pretty successful company. For example, he announced he'd formed Kobe Inc. in 2014 in Newport Beach, California, and their first investment was the sports drink Body Armor. So they invested $6 million. It grew to $200 million after Coca-Cola acquired a stake in the company in 2018. So he had been doing all these things off the court very successfully. The thing about Kobe though is obviously he had this long career and off the court he also had some controversies. So some of the things that celebrities and fans were were tweeting about were also about his personal life. Evan Rachel Wood tweeted, I'm heartbroken for Kobe's family. He was a sports hero. He was also a rapist. And all of these truths can exist simultaneously, referring to his infamous rape allegations against him back in 2003. But even though Evan Rachel Wood, you know, says in this tweet that he was a rapist, he was accused. He was never convicted, but he did settle a civil suit later with his accuser. So she later deleted the tweet and kind of amended it, but it just shows how complicated his legacy is to some people, especially in the Me Too era, whereas, you know, most of the tributes are really just about his basketball career.
0: Well, the tributes will continue to pour in, and Sunday night's Grammy Awards kicked off with a tribute to Kobe. When Lizzo took the stage, she said, Tonight's for Kobe, before she started her medley of all of her hits. And Alicia Keys, who was hosting the show, performed with Boys to Men, who sang "It's So Hard to Say Goodbye to Yesterday" in tribute to Kobe. Because the news of Kobe's death had broken just a few hours earlier, you know the tribute was so last minute, and it was really amazing to see how people spoke about him. And DJ Khaled had a T-shirt with Kobe's likeness on it, and the whole show was really about him, regardless of people winning awards for music. The Grammys were held at the Staples Center which Alicia Keys described as the house that Kobe built. As a Laker, he played there. Outside, fans were putting up flowers, paying tribute, talking to each other. There were tons of news crews while celebrities were trying to pose on the red carpet and come in and out of the Stable Center. So it was quite a scene. I think Kobe represented a lot for L.A. and that... Between Nipsey Hussle dying in March 2019 and now Kobe, the city has suffered another major loss, and people need an out they need an outlet for their grief. While the tributes to Kobe Bryant went off without a hitch, there was plenty of drama behind the scenes at the Grammys.
1: That's right, Maggie. We had reported that there were sort of storm clouds on the horizon for the ceremony because of the controversy that's been going on at the Recording Academy, in which the Academy's former CEO, Deborah Dugan, alleging she was wrongfully fired. She's alleged sexual harassment, Mm -hmm. vote rigging, and other charges. The Academy has come out denying this and blasting her. So we figured that artists weren't going to sort of sit on their hands or, you know, not say something about this during the ceremony. And they did the night before Diddy actually hijacked Clive Davis's pre Grammy bash. So Clive Davis, the music mogul throws the biggest pre-grammy party every year. Mm-hmm. And it's really a hugely star-studded affair and in certain ways it's for insiders. It's almost like bigger than the award show mm-hmm. itself. And Diddy got up there during the during the Clive Davis party and basically just blasted the Grammys. You know, he said that black music has never been respected by the Grammys. And he said, I have to be honest, the last few days I've been conflicted. I'm being honored by this industry I love, this family that I love, but there's an elephant in the room. And it's not just about the Grammys. He said, this is discrimination and injustice everywhere at an all-time high. And he told the Grammys every year, you're killing us. I'm talking about the pain. I'm just, <laughs> I'm speaking for all the artists here, producers and executives. The amount of time to make these records to pour your heart into it and you know he basically said Truth be told, hip hop has never been respected by the Grammys. Black music has never been respected by the Grammys to the point that it should be. And that was one of Dugan's um, allegations in her complaint that was filed Mm -hmm. was that black artists get short shrift by Grammys voters and that there's a lot of like behind the scenes deals by the board to vote for their favorite artists, which they've denied.
0: Tyler, the creator who won the Grammy for best rap album for his record Igor on Sunday, he spoke out about this too. When he was in the press room, he talked about how if you're a person of color, an artist of color, you get categorized as rap music, regardless of what your genre actually is. And he also talked about how he feels the category urban, like urban music, is a politicized way of saying the N-word.
1: Wow. Um... Yeah, and some artists just didn't show up at all. Like Taylor Swift, um, we had reported that she was going to perform at the Grammys, but then she bailed at the last minute because of all the controversy going on.
0: Yes. So Taylor Swift had canceled a planned surprise performance of her song, The Van, amongst allegations of sexism.
1: Right, and people were saying that this would have been kind of a, a really pointed song to perform at the show as a critique of the Grammys, But she decided to pull the plug.
0: Yeah, totally. The lyrics include, I'm so sick of running as fast as I can, wondering if I would get there quicker if I was a man. Obviously, it would have been really pointed. Between Scooter Braun and the Masters and everything going on with the Academy, it would have been a great performance.
1: Well, the thing is, it hasn't been confirmed that these behind-the-scenes allegations are what prompted her to not go ahead so people are kind of speculating that she just didn't want to be involved because of the controversy and meanwhile there were a bunch of other stars though who you know went through with it and before Ariana Grande performed Mm -hmm. there was you mentioned the Kobe Bryant tributes there was a big tribute to Prince Mm -hmm. um Billie Eilish was a big winner Demi Lovato
0: had a super emotional set She hasn't performed in two years. She started crying before she started the song. This is the first time we've seen her since her alleged overdose.
1: Right. So I think overall it was kind of a big win for the Grammys, even though win seems like an odd word. But it's like, you know, they got really big performances. The show, you know, went on because it was looking pretty bad there but I think obviously they have a lot of work to do in addressing these issues not just with the discrimination behind the scenes but with you know voter rigging and Dugan herself though had been asked in an interview on Good Morning America before the show well given all these allegations that there's all this like backroom dealing and you know um, fudging the categories to favor certain artists and certain groups of artists when she was asked Will you t- t- tune into the show? She had said she would, and when George Stephanopoulos asked her, "Do you would you still like trust you know kind of what you're seeing?" She said, "Yes, you know that she would still watch the show," and there was sort of like a kind of an, an endorsement of sorts.
0: I think it's time to revamp the Recording Academy. So with. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle leaving the royals in the dust. We present a new royal to have a crush on.
1: Yes, page six is reporting that Arthur Chato, who you referred to Maggie off the podcast as Arturo <laughs> Chato, which I actually like better. I
0: like that there it could be like O and O at the end. That Arturo
1: <laughs> Chato is uh, he's the Queen's great nephew. Queen Elizabeth's great nephew and he's the first member of the royal family to admit that he watches the crown which is interesting but he's also apparently like the new royal hunk. Maybe this is like some eye candy to take people's gazes away from the train wreck of Megxit.
0: Wow, brutal <laughs> calling it a train wreck. I mean, he's 20 years old. This is like we could watch this guy for years. He's good looking. He's kind of a royal affiliate because he's 26th in line to the throne. Yeah, he's but like Harry's, not, light. Harry's
1: not even that close really to the That's throne true. anyway. So mm. why not go with Arturo? Yeah. Arthur Chato.
0: <laughs> Arturo. Mm. So he has quite the social media presence. He's on Instagram. There's photos of him working out. He's lifting weights. He's rowing. He's with his girlfriend named Lizzie. Like we're really getting a look into his life. This is a nice way to pull back the curtain on what it's like to be 26th in line.
1: Yeah. What it's like to be 26th in line and 20 years old. You know, the the royals have generally been kind of cold or cool to the concept of The Crown, the big Netflix hit. And Mm -hmm. Prince Harry had even joked um, a couple years ago, which has been dredged up again with Megxit, that he would stop the show from um, depicting him. Mm -hmm. There have been behind-the-scenes pictures of The Crown shooting its next season, and there seems to be an actress playing Princess Diana. So Prince Harry's nightmare could be coming closer to the small screen, but old Arturo Chato, um, he seems to like the show. He told The Telegraph in the UK, yes, I've watched it. I guess it's only an interpretation. So I just kind of remember what they're actually like and don't let the TV persona mar my judgment of any of them. He also said that in terms of his social media presence, and all the attention he's getting for being a royal hunk. He said, I'm learning as I get older that there are more rules than I thought. When I first started, obviously, Instagram was a less big thing, so I had a bit less sort of, um, I mean, I don't think I really have changed that many guidelines, to be honest, but obviously, I like to check in with the family and make sure everything's all right before I post my thirst traps.
0: Keeping it chato.
1: (laughs) Keeping it chato.
0: Yeah, he's cool. You see photos on his Instagram of him like climbing snow-capped mountains. He's scuba diving with a big camera. He's playing the bagpipes. He's wearing like (laughs) tails, like has a cool dog, (laughs) is just walking in a fall scene, has served in the military. Like this guy's got it all.
1: This is the best PR for the royal family. I mean, maybe in the past they might have been shocked by this – display on social media but i think their pr people must be happy between the prince andrew stuff and meg it's like get chato out there you Bring know rowing topless <laughs> playing the bagpipes on a mountain
0: if he had a dating profile it would be like two truths and a lie i'm 26 in line to the throne i've never played never have i ever i'm allergic to milk which one yeah, is that would it? Work.
1: They all seem like lies. Yeah, I, see, this is what I envision I would be doing if I were 26 in line to the throne. As I said, like I wanted to spend Christmas with the Queen at Sandringham. I wasn't invited. It wasn't my choice. But I thought that the whole Megxit thing was going off the rails with the right at Christmas. You knew that was like the kiss of death. But Chato here has the right idea. Like he's got, um, you know, pictures of himself wearing white tie you know like white tie and tails mm-hmm. um right after a scuba diving shot he's got underwater uh, underwater underwater shots if you were in what? Philly he's also doing a thing where he it looks like he's working out in like a nightclub with like a fireplace there's one shot of him like doing kind of weightlifting like at a rave which is weird. It was like a it's like a fitness rave.
0: No days off, Ian. You he, gotta get it in one. Yeah, you can. he's
1: also like he's obviously skiing, he's doing squats, playing the bagpipe, it looks pretty good. Looks like he has a good set of lungs. <laughs> playing the bagpipe wearing an Under Armour shirt.
0: He's athletic.
1: Right? Then he's got he's wearing like a I don't know that it's not a fez, but it's some other kind of obscure hat of gentility. And then he's got the kind of 80s, he is a kind of also a good American psycho shot, sort of like 80s model, stockbroker, freakazoid. Um, So I feel like this is, and then he also has a picture, which I think you need with any of these things just to like round it out like a picture of a golden retriever in the sunset.
0: Nothing says I'm a royal affiliate like a golden retriever in the sunset.
1: The caption is "sun dog," period. Ooh. She brings positivity. Well, Maggie, I'm glad that we could end the show after the death and discrimination of the previous segments on a high note. Thank you, Arthur Chato. We salute you.
0: Well, that's it for this episode of We Hear. We'd love to hear your questions and ideas for the show. Is there a celebrity you're dying for us to talk about? Email those hot takes to us at podcasts at nypost.com. To hear the latest We Hear episodes, be sure to hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any of your preferred podcast platforms. Don't forget to leave us a review. We'll be back tomorrow with more Page Six exclusives. See you then.